Oh, yeah. That's right. All right, man. Hey, happy birthing person day. Yeah, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Happy Whoa! Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the ladies out there, the women, if you will. Mike, I was just chatting with Emma this morning, and I said, do you remember birthing person? And she kind of looked at me all funny, and I said, yeah, yeah, you remember, right? Last year. <laughs> Last year. Kamala Harris, everyone talking birthing person this, birthing person that. What happened? What happened to birthing didn't, person? It didn't pull well. I think it went to the wayside along with um, Latinx. Yeah. Oh, wow. I haven't heard Latinx in a long Come time. Come on, man. We are goldfish wow. in this society. How have we forgotten some of the biggest you know, transformations in our language in the last two years? We took woman, can't be a woman, can't be a mother. You're a birthing person. And then uh, it's not Latino. It's not Latina. You know, it's Latinx. Remember Latina? Latine, yeah, uh, that was a- A.O. Checks. She uh, gave us the rundown on the, the proper uh, well, pronouns. Well, that was when A.O. Checks became A.O. Che. Yes. Yeah, at first it was A.O. Checks to reflect her Latinx, but then she changed it to A.O. Che. Yeah, man. It's right on money. It, it is Mother's Day today. We're running on a tight schedule because uh, Mike hosts every year at his residence the uh, Mother's Day celebration with uh, <laughs> all the ladies in our family. So we are uh, we had to speed this one up. I was coasting. I didn't even have time to pack my bowl. Uh, luckily, I was able to load up the cooler and uh, I'm ready to hit it. Hit it hard here, man. How are you doing on this Sunday afternoon? Recovering, Frank. I took a little little dip into the dark side yesterday. Oh, uh, please regale I us. A, I went to a fondue restaurant. Usually I try to advise everyone, <laughs> fond don't. All right? You have to watch yourself. This could lead to a long morning on the, to- on the toilet. All I gotta say is fuck the French. If I didn't eat you before your stupid fondue, Jesus Christ! Oh, you guys really know how to fuck up good meat. Did you go? Just... Uh, did you go to the melting pot? No, the fondue stew. Oh, fondue stew. Wow. Fondue stew. 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 Is there stoop? a is there a B or a P? I can't really figure out what you're saying here. Uh, it's, it's a Bravo. <laughs> It's a Bravo. All right, man. Uh, Fondue, uh, is it coming back in style? Was it like really happening? Line out the door. You had to put your name down and wait like an hour before you get seated. Uh, way busier than I expected it to be. So it's back. But, uh, it's uh, back. No, so to line out the door. And man, what a stupid concept. Fondue comes back every 20 years, man. It was hip in the 80s. It died quickly, then it came back in the ter- early 2000s when I was hitting the dating scene, went to plenty of fondue uh, joints in the early 2000s. Melting Pot was really big back then. And then uh, that died instantly, and here we are, literally 20 years later, 
and you're going to hip happening, totally packed fondue joints. <laughs> no, it's back. It wasn't hip happening. Everything totally is packed. cyclical. I'm telling. Everything just comes right back around. <laughs> I think it's just because you forget how stupid it was. Well, yeah, that's everything. I guarantee bell bottoms are around the corner and or Jenkos. Right? Can't Watch wait. out, folks. Jenkos uh, coming at you. <laughs> I got mine in storage, just waiting to come back. To be honest, man, why can't we as a culture? When it comes to men's style, find a happy middle ground. It's either Jankos or whatever the hell the kids are wearing now where I can see their ball sack through their crack. Like, literally, uh, uh No, we, we've pretty much nailed so... it in the Western world. It's called the suit. <laughs> you wear the suit. That is the, the uniform uniform of the man. Now, the dudes... And if you work too hard, you wear Carhartt. Now, the dudes now, have you seen them? And maybe this is regional. I am here in, uh, I, you know... Colorado manliness is a bit questionable around the Denver area. So uh, <laughs> even the men look like. Well, yeah, let's yeah. starting early, folks. It's going to be a good show. Good show. And hey, we got a boys' town here too. Don't worry. <laughs> That's right. Um, no, man. I, I when we were at the airport, like uh, I'm the only guy removing a belt because I need a belt because I wear somewhat comfortable, almost <laughs> loosely. All the guys, man, like. The pants tighter than my girlfriend's yoga pants, man. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's kind of fading, but you still see it. Still seeing it. I'm not a fan. I was hoping we would get out of it, but my point being, man, you know what's coming around the corner. The kids are going to be rocking the Janko-style pants. There's never going to be this happy medium where we're just wearing comfortable You're you're already seeing it with the young females. They're going for, like, the looser pants. Oh, the chicks. Now, that was a fad yeah. in the early 90s. Do you recall Gwen Stefani? The baggy yeah, pants? Yeah, you started to see the, like, the jeans that go up a little higher. Yeah, like, man. Dude, almost closer to the belly button. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're a little baggy. I like that look. I think that's sexy. I like the baggy uh, pants with the, uh, you know, the short cropped top. You know, yeah, that's uh, what I'm, that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah, you know that the Gwen Stefani look is kind of coming back. It's coming back, and watch yourself, people. Anything Gwen Stefani does nowadays is basically a cultural appropriation of some <laughs> sort. <laughs> well, yeah. You are ripping off a culture out there. You better watch yourself. You you <laughs> shall be called out. <laughs> I love how Ariana Grande, who is white can adopt, she looks somewhere between Latinx and BIPOC, right? If you take a look at the way she dresses herself and on her album covers, uh, no yeah. shit, gets nothing for it. But then Gwen Stefani, like, sort of adopts somewhat of a Japanese style, and she's culturally appropriating. And then, you know, what happened to Justin Timberlake, man, the guy for five seconds was hip, and then all of a sudden he got called out for culturally appropriating black music, comes out with a, an album where he's dressed like some hillbilly in the backwoods. We've, we haven't heard from him in five years. He's gone. Well, well the problem was he couldn't get rid of the tattoos. <laughs> That's right. You know, with the uh, you know, revolving door of cultural trends, Timberlake needs to hit the scene again with those nice iced tips on the uh, blonde hair there. <laughs> Bring it back, baby. Maybe, maybe rock a pair of rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm waiting for the Jankos. I loved the Janko phase. You see the basketball players now? I don't know if you're watching the, the uh, playoffs. Congrats. No. The Nuggets, uh, a team with no fans. Uh, they made it A to team the, that doesn't really exist. They don't exist when it comes to merchandise. Uh <laughs> so they, 
or fans because you can't watch the Nuggets during the regular season. Uh, you can't watch them on TV. You can't buy their merchandise, but we swear to God they exist. They're uh, a team in the NBA. Like, what? They are, and they made it to the Western Conference Finals. They are going to be playing. Are you ready? LeBron James and the Lakers. Uh, dude, we, I wish I had a clip of us talking about how LeBron is, they're gonna make, they're gonna we, push him we through. We called it on this show, we knew they would, it's all about yeah. advertising, revenue, uh, I guarantee, I'm calling it right now, Western Conference Finals will go seven games. Oh, uh, dude, I, I'm gonna bet you right now, six. Seven's too obvious. They're gonna go six games, Lakers lose it in the six. Oh, I like it. We both are erring on the side of Lakers losing. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, I definitely uh, put down a little cashola on these boys, taking it all the way to the house. I still believe since day one that this is their season. They're going to do it. Um, they look great. I'm not going to lie. They got their defense together. Uh, the NBA is going to stretch it. I like your call on six games. You don't want to make it too obvious, right? No. But uh, I feel like they've just given up on hiding that everything is basically the WWE. And so they're they're all in on just stretching that dollar all the way, man. They're going to get it. Seven games, both series. I, yeah, I we're, not even, we're not even arguing on who's going to win or how long it's going to go. We're really arguing on uh, is it going <laughs> to be a pile driver to, to finish it or is it going to be... <laughs> Do they bring down the steel cage? You know, like, yeah, yeah, how are we going to do this? You know, how are we going to end it? Do you know what I mean? It's so sad. What's going to be the finishing move? Like, we already know how it's going to end. That's how, that's how you know it's all rigged. And, Mike, we on this show, we should just call this Nostradamus and Dude Man because uh, we're always predicting the future. Uh, if you know, if you want to know what's going to happen in a mere couple of days, then just listen here for the current events because we're telling it like it is and we can, we have a crystal ball, folks. We could see into the future. <laughs> and I just want to say I was wrong. And Mike, you were right. You called it. You nailed it almost to the like hour that this thing went down. Uh, we all know what's going on in New York. The place oh, is just God. sinking into the ocean. Uh, it, it's just what a New York has lost its way, and you know it because they shut down the subway system for a week over a homeless guy who was going berserker on the trains. And whoa, whoa, Frank! <laughs> I'm a bigot. How dare you? <laughs> a unhoused black Michael Jackson impersonator. <laughs> Fucking get out of here with that language. Well, Mike, you are, uh, you know, just, again, the crystal ball psychic on the show here. You're psycho. You called it. <laughs> I knew, I argued with everybody. Everybody. Even and me. I know this is going to be a red pill for a lot of people because even our parents are, dude, they were like so mad at me for even bringing it up. They're like, the Democrats aren't stupid. They're not stupid. They're well, not going to arrest this guy. All right. Well. Mike, they <laughs> congratulations. You nailed it. Uh, folks, they did. They arrested this guy. Case here in New York City tonight, the former Marine charged with... Oh, sorry. Make sure your hair is perfectly quiet. I haven't even trimmed my eyebrows. I, I hope gotta everyone took a damn. shower. Wipe your ass. Make sure you sprayed in that banaca. Get the banaca. It's day. Manslaughter <laughs> after that chokehold on a New York City subway. Surrendering to police today, 24-year-old Daniel Petty led away in handcuffs. Now charged with manslaughter after that disturbing video. 
Petty using a chokehold on Jordan Neely. Neely was later pronounced dead at the hospital. What the former Marines lawyers are now saying tonight. Here's ABC Stephanie Ramos now. Tonight, 12 days after he was seen with his arms around Jordan Neely's neck in a deadly chokehold on a New York City. Oh my God! Is possibly oh my God! 15 years behind bars. <laughs> the 24 year old Marine Corps veteran in handcuffs after turning himself in just after 8 a.m. this morning. He did so voluntarily and with the sort of dignity and integrity that is characteristic of his history of service to this grateful nation. Prosecutors say they reviewed the disturbing video showing Penny choking Neely for at least three minutes on a subway train on May 1st and say at the point that the defendant releases his arm from Mr. Neely's neck, Mr. Neely appears to be unconscious. Penny was initially questioned and released without charges, setting off days of protests in the city, calling for his arrest. The incident highlighting issues of balancing caring for the vulnerable with concerns about public safety. Neely was known for impersonating. They do this in every clip that we've done on this story. Right in the middle, they show this shot of him from 2006 dressed as Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's literally like 20 years old, this fucking footage. Michael Jackson on the subway. And that's the reason it's the only footage they can show you of this guy is because all the recent footage of this dude on the street is him attacking women, physically yeah, attacking it's really women. Really scary. He also suffered from mental illness and homelessness and was known to outreach workers as someone in dire need of help. And while police say Neely acted aggressively toward riders on the subway that day, sources tell ABC News that Penny was not specifically threatened by Neely. Attorneys for Neely... No, others were threatened in this man stepped this up. This hero. And, and, the hero. And he stepped in and stepped up and he was there to uh, stop the violence. It's a hero, yes. A vigilante, if you will. Uh, the cities need <laughs> the, the, these the, guys. The worst part about this is, think about the people in New York. These are Democrats. Yes. And these are people that watch this kind of bullshit news. Absolutely. So now this guy is going to go to court, and who's the jury of his quote-unquote peers? <laughs> That's right, man. It's going to be the fucking f***s in New York that watch this <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> right? And they're going to go in there already... Already decided on the case because every every fucking news thing they watch, this this trained killer marine used the deadly chokehold with his arm around his neck for three minutes. Like man, come on. Hey, look. Come on. When this is all said and done, uh, Daniel Penny, there's a house down the street up for sale. Come on down, brother. Move down yeah, in the street please. here, please. I would I welcome you with open arms into my neighborhood. We need more guys like Mr. Penny. Yeah, but he doesn't want to live in your bullshit Democrat neighborhood neither. You exactly. Know you know where you need to go, buddy? Go to Texas. They'd be a fucking Abbott would pardon you and throw you a parade. They they probably make a statue for this man. <laughs> Honestly, like, seriously. This you, you know they're all up in arms. Nobody's really talking about it. But Greg Abbott, they're gonna pardon that one guy. They are the dude who during the uh, Black Lives Matter Summer of Love, uh, he was assaulted and attacked in his car. Oh, whoa, whoa, Frank, 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 Frank. He too was a vicious army trained killer. That's correct. Sergeant <laughs> in the army. <laughs> That's right, dude. Right? Yeah. Who shot this innocent guy? Who was peacefully protesting. The guy was peacefully protesting for Black Lives Matter. He right. just loved black people. He was also carrying an AK-47 and pointing <laughs> it at the sergeant. <laughs> but Frank! He was peacefully pointing that AK-47 at the guy. 
<laughs> it was peaceful. It was with love. He had Very nothing peaceful. but love. Nothing but love in his heart. <laughs> this is so sad, dude. This is disgusting. Yeah. I knew I knew the minute it happened that they were going to arrest him because this is a New York, Chicago. These are these are no longer places of law and order. It's places of politics. Yes. That's all that matters. They support you the You go criminals. into the store, you rob a thousand thousand dollars worth of shit, you do it at every you know, you do it all day, every day at all these stores, nobody's gonna arrest you because you're black. Yes. But if you're a white man who does something like this and people start protesting, oh, well, they're going to fucking throw the book at you. Did we need any further proof after Kyle Rittenhouse? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if you were someone who is attacking. If the other person you are attacking is on the right, well, you are the hero and they are the, atta- you know, they're the, the villain. And that's this guy literally just stepping in. To stop some violence, well, because he's an army, a former sergeant, uh, I presume this man to be a conservative. That's why. Probably. That's why we are putting his head on a pike. We are. We are going to crucify this man uh, culturally. Man, we have how to. Sc- how scary does this make New York? You guys yes. have no cops. You defunded the police, and now if somebody's attacking me on the subway. What are the chances somebody's going to step in and help me now? Did you see a clip on, uh, it was going viral over the past week, the uh, passengers on the train in New York, there is a black man, he punches a white woman in the face, in front of everybody, and nobody moves. Nobody budges even an inch. There are several supposed, alleged men standing around who witnessed the the other uh, childish black man punch this woman in the face uh and nobody steps in nobody does anything because they can't because if you step in and do you something do you are this pe- uh what's the peely jordan uh penny i'm confusing all the names now. Uh, no, you're the matter. you're the daniel you you're daniel penny well this is a guy's name who i think is important to know because Dude, I, i'm not joking i've seen it happen I, you go to you go to these neighborhoods you see it all the time and I literally, as a white man, you got to walk away. That's, you got to close and, your eyes. Yes, you got to go. keep moving. That's so, it. There's nothing you can do. For once, this guy, this man stands up, and he's the hero everybody wants and asks for. But what happened? The entire community and city turned against him. Well, congratulations, New York. You get one Daniel Penny. And now you crucified the man. You, will, you shall have no more. And now your city will descend into madness, chaos, criminality, and you have nobody to stop it. You're well, you not- see what now? That now they're complaining that uh, it's it's not the people of the community that are donating to his law fund, his defense fund. It's people from outside New York. That should tell you how shitty your city is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everybody else in the country is looking at you like, this is terrible. We got to give this guy some money. Just to help him out. Well, I'm telling you, everybody sees this going down, and all I think any tax-paying, home-owning you know, American, all they can see in this scenario is, I would rather live next door to Daniel Penny than the homeless Michael Jackson impersonator. Yes. I want that guy out of my community. Yes. Exactly. Right. <laughs> That's what America sees. In uh, New York, and you're a- lost. Ellen Bragg, it's your fucking bullshit policies 
that let this guy be out there on the street attacking people. Yes. Absolutely. You guys need to do something to help these homeless. And it's not, an, it's not a housing issue. It's a mental illness issue. a lot going on with this um we're supporting mental illness in our country now especially in the major cities we we embrace it we embrace yeah. the homelessness we embrace the crime it's crazy when you see i um i didn't clip it for the show but did you catch the protests going on in south shore chicago over the busing of 500 migrants to the community they literally had to kick uh-huh. out uh tax paying people out of uh, the hotels that they have to live in because they're so poor they can't afford homes or apartments. <laughs> no, they had to kick them out of the the Look, hotels to to bring this, in migrants. This is genius, right? If if you're ever wondering why Chicago roads are falling apart, like why don't we have enough money to fix the roads? It's because the people we're paying f- to live for free in hotels are being kicked out so that we can let migrants come in and live for free. Yes. Yes. Why are we paying for so many people to fucking live in hotels? Well, why really is the question, and the only seeming possible answer is free votes, man. You, you literally have two groups of people fighting over who's going to get the free handout from the government. Ah, it's fucked up, and you're right on the money. And How about you go get a fucking job? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. I mean, I at least have some sympathy for these people from another country. You fucking people, you're born here, raised here. You're like the fifth generation here or whatever. Even if your fucking grandma was brought over as a slave, that's nine generations ago. You can't fucking do something with yourself? Um, (laughs) You're right on the money. Uh, The migrant, (laughs) I... Dude, in Chicago, I have... You've witnessed him. You witnessed him. I, I tell this about everybody... There was a guy, he came here from Mexico when he was 17 years old. That's right. Illegally. He joins the army. He does three, four years. He gets out. Now he's 20, in his early 20s. He buys a shitty pickup truck and starts a scrapping business. He was the guy that parked next to Uncle Guy at the public storage. That's right, man. Absolutely. Uh, what was his name? Soto? Yeah, man. And he started with one truck. After a few years, this guy had like three, four trucks. He got so big, he had to go buy, he had to move out of public storage. If you go now, this is like, now we're talking 15, 20 years later. This guy has a warehouse in Wooddale, where now he doesn't even go pick up scrap out of dumpsters. All the scrappers around bring it to him, he buys it, and he hauls it to a, uh, the place where they melt it down. It's like, the guy, he made it, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I grew up working at a deli where it was uh, owned and operated for decades by a family that immigrated from Italy, and then they set up shop in Jersey, and then the family moved to Chicago, and they brought that culture there, and it sustained their family for generations, man. It, it's a, they didn't take the easy route. They got no they handouts. Didn't get any handouts. No handouts. 
You fucking, you do it, dude. In Chicago, you will see, if you, you in 10 years, you'll see a guy go from a little cart that he's pushing with churros to fucking opening a restaurant. It happens every day. I was talking to Nona over the uh, vacation in Florida, and we were discussing uh, the migrants and what, you know, kind of the, the hand-me-outs that they were getting at the border as they cross, and I asked her, and I said, Nona, how, how much money did the government give you, <laughs> when you when you guys immigrated here from Argentina? <laughs> and, and she said, zero, zero dollars, actually. They gave us zero dollars. Oh, but, but how long did you stay for free in the hotel? And it was zero time that they stayed for free yeah. in the hotel. Zero time. There were zero fucking handouts for an entire generation of immigrants who who just scraped by for years just to get the hey, chance. Uh, no, no, in 1977, what sanctuary did you go to? Yeah, did you go to Denver or was it Chicago? Oh, Chicago, it was Chicago yeah. obviously. Yeah, you stayed oh. there. No, yeah, no, no Chicago hand. was not a sanctuary city. As a matter of fact, because you were Italian, you were kind of forced to live in this Italian neighborhood and work at the Italian factory. Yeah, there was a lot of discrimination against, you know, Italians back in Italians. that day. <laughs> yeah, but you know right. what? They fucking did it. They worked. They made it. It's, it's crazy how, I don't know. It is crazy what's going on. on you, you have to think, like, what bothers me the most about the, like, the whole, like, retribution and slave thing is, like, okay, you guys were free. How long ago were you freed? You were definitely freed way before my fucking grandma landed on this soil. And then when she did finally get here, she was already behind the eight ball. She didn't know the language. She didn't know anything. Right? Absolutely. Start, started from scratch on that day. So go go fuck yourselves, man. I know your history and everything, but no, you're right on have, the money. It's to, a, to have that many generations of free people and to still complain that like, oh, that's why you're behind. Maybe in other countries, but not in America, man. If you're not making it here, it's because of you. Yes, good call. You're just lazy and entitled. Yeah, and you're yes. playing the victim card. And you thought that that yeah. you could ride that wave all the way to the bank, and it just doesn't work that way in this world, unfortunately. No. You gotta earn it. Uh, you gotta earn it. And I'm not saying you're gonna be a Kim Kardashian or an Elon Musk. That's the other problem, is making it is, ah, you have a house and you're, you're, you're not going hungry. You can pay the bills, you know? It used to be making it meant you're gonna, you're gonna work really hard, probably to the day you die, but you're gonna provide an opportunity for your kids to not work as hard. They're going to work hard, but they're gonna have a stepping stone to the next level. It yeah, wasn't supposed gonna, to be. You're not gonna work till the day you die. You just you're gonna have to work hard until you're old, and then you're gonna if you save and you do right, you're gonna have a good retirement. I just don't think the stepping stone for uh, the you know for our ancestors or for you know the people before us who came to this country and, and you know I don't think they foresaw like someday our children will never work. Like I don't think <laughs> that was ever the idea. The idea is you know work. You know our. Gen- Maybe not so much our generation, maybe the one below us. They have this misplaced concept of what work is, where the, it's very selfish. Like, why must I work this many hours and do this and not be able to pursue my dream of being a poet? You know, and it's yeah. like, uh, well, you know, society, in order to function yes. and produce and progress, everybody needs to contribute, as in, everybody needs to fill a role and work. It's how you, you know we I, go forward. You know what I see it the most, especially now being in the union, is the guys who are just like, 
Well, listen, hey, we get paid the same whether, you know, whether I do more or less. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They have that That's attitude right, of like, well, I'm going to do what I need to do. And then, you know, why would I go, you know? And then when it comes time for raises, well, why didn't I get the raise? Right. Exactly. No, this well, is you're, um, not, well, you're not doing extra. This is the narcissism of our modern day American culture. You know, what's in it for me? When am I going to get mine? Well, what if, just what if you lived and worked in a society where we're all working to make this whole place better for our children for the future? As in, we're all going to keep working to keep making it better. There's no point where we stop working. Like, what the fuck Dude. is wrong with people? Where did they get this idea of like, well, we hit this zenith and then nobody works and we all just coast all the way, man. You know, like, what the fuck is wrong with people? I, I literally had this discussion with the guy where he was like, you know, they pay me the minimum that you, you, you have to. I'm at, I'm at the scale. They call it at scale. It means that's like the, the negotiated price. You're not making any more. Sure. And I, go, <laughs> yeah. and I go, well, what do you do? I go, like, well, what do you do that makes you, you know, like, what do you do? And that, you know, you think you should get more. Oh, I show up every day on time. Uh, you know what, Mike? In today's I'm like, modern I'm like, society, you're doing though, the minimum. <laughs> I don't even think that. I can't even get people to show up. I think if you show up every day and on time, I'm going to actually promote you. That's incredible. Well, that, <laughs> my whole point is that is the minimum. That is literally the minimum it expected used, of you to show up on time. Used so to I'm going to pay minimum. you the minimum rate. No, we we live in a new society where the minimum no longer is I showed up and on time. Like the the I think the mentality now from the workforce, just from what I experience managing people, which is, look, guy, you're lucky I even showed up. You know what I'm saying? Like that seems to be yeah, the mentality right. with you're the workforce. Right. Like, like how do you expect to run your business if none of us show up? Right? The power is in the hands of the employees in some retarded level at this point in our society. Oh, right. And the idea that like. Like we got a guy who t- who calls off every two every three weeks. Oh, I, yeah, everybody's and it's like. like that dude, I realized when I asked for my vacation, I haven't called off one day in six months. <laughs> <laughs> From the day I started working to the day I took vacation, I didn't take a single day off. Call in late, call in sick, none of that. That's how we used to do it. You know, there used to be a sense of pride, man. We're like, no, no, I don't call out sick. No, I'm, you know, I can tough it out. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to earn it. I'm going to make it. You know, it's just, uh, there's no tenacity. There's no fire. There, nobody has that, that desire to just, uh, again, the narcissism, the selfishness, the what's in it for me mentality just doesn't make society go forward. It's why everything's at a fucking standstill. We have multiple generations now who've been raised on the idea of, well, I'll just become a YouTube star. I'm going to become a TikTok influencer, and then I won't have to work a day in my life. Well, you know what? If nobody's working, then nothing is moving, nothing's being produced, nothing's being created. We have a bunch of lazy fucks sitting on their ass, mouth breathing while the camera's stuck on them and they play video games and they're raking in millions of dollars. Well, you rake in those millions millions of dollars, there's nobody out there to fix your plumbing, fix your car, oh, it's going to make your burrito. Yeah, seriously. Like, you're going to run out of these people who do the things we need to happen in society to progress and move forward. We, we've lost track of this. It's incredible. And now, all of a sudden, we have this insane flow of migrants happening at the southern border. And I got to say, Mike, once again, 
You're psycho, bro. You nailed it. You're right on the money. These people, they aren't coming here to work. They're already pre-entitled. They're pre-victimized, man. They're coming over. They're being interviewed. I watched this clip. I don't have it for the show today, but we're going to do the migrant dance right now. But I, I watched a clip on local Denver Fox News the other day, and it was uh, they interviewed all these migrants who are hanging out, as they claim, as a stopover in Denver. Uh, and they're really disappointed with the inhumanity of how I they know. were treated at the border, and they're they're very uh, disappointed. Oh, with I'm the sorry. United Did we States. let you in our country and then give you a free bus ride anywhere you wanted to <laughs> go the into the fuck fucking country? How many free bus rides did I get in America? Huh? Did they give you a free fuck. bus ride from Juarez to over here? Yeah. How how did the Mexican government treat you when you were in Mexico? How did you get treated in Venezuela? Ingrateful, <laughs> victimized motherfucking brats. That's who's walking across the border right now. <laughs> the Guatemalan uh, border patrol. They were as nice as the U.S. Yeah, you fucking unbelievable. Cunt. I gotta say, the ham and cheese sandwich way better in Juarez than it was in Te- <laughs> Houston. <laughs> fucking assholes. Go back to where you came from. Get the fuck well, out the of there. The blanket they gave me was wool, and I'm not really a fan of unbelievable. Wool. I, I disgusting. I, 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 I literally, I was screaming about this on the drive earlier uh, yesterday going to work or the other day, uh, dodging potholes left and right. Yeah, we have this influx of people stationed at the bus stop over in Denver. Here's a broom. Here's a fucking shovel. Sweep up the trash off the highway. Yeah. Thank you. You got a job. Yeah, you can you, make You two seven- young men get on this truck of asphalt. We're going to go fill some potholes. We're filling potholes. Seven fifty an hour. You're welcome. Be grateful. You're making money and you're contributing to society. And that's seven fifty an hour after we deduct the bus ride fare. <laughs> that's right, dude. I can't believe this shit, man. We, uh, you want to know why we're being invaded at the border? It's because we're giving everybody everything. Uh, and no. meanwhile, the people paying their taxes, you get nothing and you're going to like it. Tonight, the nation's immigration laws under a microscope with buses carrying hundreds of migrants from the southern border to cities all across the U.S., From Chicago and New York City's Port Authority to Denver, where the mayor there is warning of city service cuts if the federal government doesn't step in. And we're going to provide support, all the support that we can right now. But if it's only us and a handful of local nonprofits doing anything about it, that support is going to become insufficient very quickly. You know, Michael Hancock... You remember when you took your flight out to Mississippi after you locked down Denver uh, for another quarantine because of COVID, but you flew out for Thanksgiving to Mississippi because they were not locked down and you wanted to be free? You remember that? Do you remember? And then around that same time, you went on TV and said you declared Denver a sanctuary city. Do you remember that? Do you? Do you? You stupid retard. Look at what you've done to the city. You've ruined Denver, you piece of crap. You trash. Get the... Oh, my God. I can't stand Polis, Hancock. You know what, Denver? You get what you fucking voted for, you freaking morons. It's not just... I'm fired up, baby. Yeah! <laughs> metropolitan migrants. Areas just We're talking migrants. New York City. Leaders in two counties filing lawsuits, even getting restraining orders to stop New York City Mayor Eric Adams from bussing migrants to their communities. We were told last Friday from the, from the mayor of New York... I can't get over a guy like Mayor Eric Adams bussing... People of color to the suburbs, please, people. Oh, it's wrap, so funny. Wrap your head around this city. That is that we so would have fucking 60 funny. people, men, delivered uh, to a hotel in Orange County. Now we have 82. The governor sending a letter to President Biden asking for federal assistance. All of this just days after Title 42, a Trump-era health policy allowing for swift. Ex- 
we are three years into the Biden administration. Title 42 is no longer a Trump era policy. Biden's, it is a Biden it's policy. policy. It's, it's been <laughs> He extended Biden. it and kept extending it. They literally kept the whole facade of COVID-19 alive just for these border policies. Not only that, by saying it's Trump's policy and now it's been lifted and we're being just inundated and overrun by migrants, you're really selling Trump. Like, you kind of make me think, can we get more Trump policy back in action? Like, the, Oh, but Frank, the, that's because you're a bigot. This diversity, this is, this is our strength. Oh, you're right, dude. Diversity is our strength. I'm right? so racist. What was I thinking? Motions at the border expired. Border towns bracing for even more migrant arrivals. We know that there's more going to be coming. The Department of Justice predicting 12 to 14,000 migrants crossing the border illegally per day. However, last week's average daily encounters just over 9,000 per day, with May 8th through the 10th surpassing 10,000 a day. No mas. Confusion on both sides of the border. <laughs> In Tijuana, Diana Patino and her son waiting to be processed. She says there is a lot of uncertainty and stress. And tonight, the White House confirming a medical investigation is underway after a 17-year-old migrant from Honduras died while in custody at a Florida facility. Phil Lipoff joins us now. Oh, obviously, they're going to blame that on Ron DeSanctimonious. I can only Phil, assume. you also <laughs> have news tonight about the legal battle over whether migrants can be released before they've been given notice to appear in court. Well, Witt, you're right. That's what the Biden administration said it needed to help ease the flow at the border. The Department of Justice appealed the ruling. The judge has upheld it. <laughs> so now the White House press secretary says the administration sees this ruling as, quote, sabotage and that the administration will continue. So to their solution. The oh, yeah, that's it. That's the end. It's like the river's hitting this dam called our border. <laughs> yeah. We need to op we need to help the flow. So we're just going to let them in. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, man. We're just going to open the floodgates, let everything through. Is that what they're saying? They're not even going to have a court date? You're just going to no, let them nothing. in? No, nothing. Did you see any of the footage from the border? It was pretty outrageous. I love how all the mainstream legacy media at this point is saying, oh, it's definitely calmed down. Not as many people coming in. Only <laughs> 6,000 versus the 11,000. There's also been tornadoes sweeping through Texas and Mexico. Like, insane storms. So... Well, the best part is they really overdid the... They were predicting 14,000. That's right. So now they're like, now they're like that's only nine? <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. It's way less than we thought. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, it's... Uh, you have Frank, to oversell Frank, it. I thought we were going to have to cut off your whole leg. Great news! It's only up to the knee. <laughs> nice. I still get a stub. <laughs> Just attach that old peg leg to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you'll be great. Yeah, you look like a pirate. I won't do peg leg. I would probably go uh, the route of uh, that Pastorius fella who murdered his wife. The, the blade, but then you got to do runner. the other leg too. Oh, you have to have dual blades. You can't go single blade. Well, then you just run in a circle because the one leg's faster. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to go full cyborg. You can't go half cyborg. Because remember, he had the advantage. That's why they couldn't let him in the Olympics. That's right. How crazy this, is that? Yeah, the, the fake legs are better. You lose your legs and you become faster than everybody else? That's a, that's a wild twist. Nah, okay, but it's, it's a weird spin on everything because, yes, put on some fake blade legs and 
Yes, on a track made for running, with legs made for running, you're going to run faster than everybody else, right? Right, yes. Go take Blade Runner and all those other runners and throw them on a mountain trail. Oh, good call. Let's see how fast the Blade Runner is going up and down the, you know, unpaved terrain. And again, (laughs) you would have to switch out the legs, you know what I mean? It's like, our legs are designed to do everything very good. But, of course, you could design specific blades for specific scenarios that are Sure. Better. And I like where your head went. Mine went more out, what if we put some of these uh, Blade Runner legs on, like, Michael Moore? And then Michael Moore becomes, like, outrageously fast. <laughs> you know Michael Moore. Oh, oh dude, he would just Director. do one jump, and those springs, that tension would just fucking... All the weight? Launch him 100 <laughs> yards. See where my head is at? Like, let's put these on a fatty and see what fatty does. I think they got weight limits. <laughs> They're only made out of carbon steel, Frank. Like, uh, you know, Is Michael Moore still alive? I don't know. I, I just, I don't know why he popped into my head, but he did right there. And I imagined him to be a behemoth of a human and to give him those, <laughs> those legs maybe would help him out. Funniest thing is, uh, you know, what killed his career was when he went to go protest the, uh, 1%, even though he is the 1%. That wasn't a good look. He also got a lot of flack for predicting Trump would win. And he was right, hmm. which is bizarre, but I don't know. The, the Michael Moore, I don't know what happened to that guy. He's kind of a, I thought I liked what he did with like the, <clears throat> remember the Fahrenheit 9-11? Yeah, it was kind of, I don't know. I mean, 9-11, dude, people forgot hard. He, he, he was too much, though. He just became too full of himself. Yes, he loved him. With the black hat and the black t-shirt, and he would just go on all these <laughs> interviews. And, you know? Well, I thought it was very interesting. With the, only, the he's, the it's like, mean, dude, he's the only mainstream guy, though, was, that was able to get away with questioning, you know, the narrative of 9-11, right? He's the only one but that did I... did he really question it? You know, he kind of went for all the, you know. I feel like he definitely put out there the idea that 9-11. It was like an Andrew Snowden. He he didn't really come up with anything new. He just kind of released things that, like, people were already talking about. You really don't think Snowden released anything new? I think everybody pretty much knew. Yeah, you the think? Stuff, the stuff he revealed was more like verif- verification. But everybody already knew that shit was going on. I think the mastery of the censorship and propaganda programs in our country is proven in the fact that nobody took the Snowden thing as seriously as they should have. Well, the one, the one interesting thing about the Snowden thing is uh, they never released all the information that he released. Okay, well, let's land on this one first. Snowden, in your mind, saboteur, a person who uh, absolutely infiltrated the uh, NSA uh, and what was going on and, and released it and, you know, a hero, let's say, or was he someone that was maybe even a spy? 
working for Russia? I'm going to go no on the spy. Probably just like a... I don't know. I don't know what he is. See, that's my but thing with the Snowden. I can't what, figure him out, honestly. One of the, one of the things is uh, they, they only released like 10% of the stuff, the documents. Who did? Who's they? The newspapers? So he gave everything to the, was it the Washington Post? Glenn Greenwald, I believe. They were in cahoots. Right. It's, yeah, actually, Glenn Greenwald, that's what I just heard. He did an interview with somebody not too long ago. Yeah, that's right. Was talking, yeah. <laughs> he, he was talking about it. He was saying how Snowden supposedly didn't want them to reveal anything that the public didn't need to know. And that's why they kind of so that's why they kind of only revealed the stuff that people were already talking about. It was just kind of verification. But there's apparently there's like it's like eighty to ninety percent of the shit never got released to the public. And so they're just sitting on what's it. What's kind of the speculation that they didn't release? Like they're just completely surveilling us at all times and we just don't even Nobody realize knows. it. Speculation goes all over the place. Oh man. You must think that the surveillance of the average citizen is beyond our comprehension. Well, I mean, when they talk about, like, uh, like when they talk about the, the stuff that, like, the Israelis are doing and the Chinese, it's like, dude, we gotta be way beyond that. Yes. Where now, now they don't even need you to click a link or anything. All they need is your phone number. All they need is your email address. They could hack everything. I assume they're in everything we do on every level i i've i'm about 80 to 90 percent in on dead internet theory and the idea that the internet we all engage with on a daily basis is curated exactly for us through their ai algorithmic systems and that is how they monitor us and keep us in check and influence our ideas and our thought patterns uh how easy is it to distract someone Right. If you if you understand their, you know, how they're thinking and where their mind is at, you could you could easily throw people off course psychologically in, in the craziest of ways just by suggesting something. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to surveillance and, and the AI technology, have you noticed the nonstop bombardment of AI in all the new segments and how the, oh, AI is going to do this and that and fix all our problems. And uh, this is amazing what we're doing with AI. We, I think there's something going on with it, man. Uh, like the, the, the internet, I feel like is almost being exposed for what it's been for a while. And we just haven't been aware of it, which is this self-aware integrated system that is completely messing with us psychologically. Maybe. They know everything about you. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Dude, that's what I'm thinking. Amazon knows if you're cheating on your spouse. Yeah, like that's crazy stuff. That's, Amazon knows you're pregnant two weeks before you do. It's freaking me out, man. We're living in freaky, it's crazy. deaky times. Uh, but we were, uh, we were rocking the migrant thing. I got one more uh, clip. I didn't throw it in the docket. I wanted to surprise you, Mike. I always do. Ooh. With your favorite guy, he's the man on the street, boots on the ground, he's in the ditches, he's fighting the good fight, he's the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only, he is. He's got to get rid of those boots. Who, Ted Cruz? Yeah, they're kind of gay. Well, He yeah. loves them, though. He loves the boots. Uh, and he's got them <laughs> on the ground. He's got the sleeves rolled up, he's wearing the denim. 
He's all in it to win it, folks. Ted Cruz telling it like it is. Mike, I freaking love this. This is the best clip in regards to everything revolving around the migrants right here. You don't need to hear anything else. Here we go. And, and I have to say I am angry because this is deliberate. This is a decision that was made by President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and congressional Democrats to open up the border to what is nothing less than an invasion. Ask yourself, why is President Biden not here? Why is Kamala Harris not here? Why is Elizabeth Warren not here? Why is AOC, she still owns the white pantsuit. Why is she not here with her head buried in her hands? Because they don't give a damn about the dead bodies. Six weeks ago, I asked Secretary Mayorkas how many migrants died in the past year crossing illegally. He said, I don't know. The number's 853. But he can't be bothered to worry about that. I asked him how many women have been sexually assaulted in the last year by human traffickers. He said, I don't know. Because the administration can't be bothered by that. I asked how many children have been physically and sexually assaulted. Again, I don't know. We're witnessing modern-day slavery. And maddeningly, what the Biden administration has decided is they want more. Title 42 is expiring today, and you know what happens tomorrow? Those numbers go up. This isn't an invasion, and they want the numbers to go up. Let me say to the men and women from the, from the Border Patrol who are heroes, they are extraordinary heroes, and we're down here to tell them thank you, to tell them we love you, to tell them we got your back, even as your political superiors are making it impossible for you to do your job. All right, so I feel like we just kind of covered two angles from this. You notice how the mainstream is saying, like, well, it was kind of blown out of proportion, and really not that many people are coming through, actually. And then uh, you got Ted Cruz down there saying, like, hey, we're witnessing, like, rapes and murders going on, and there's, like, child trafficking happening and abuse. Like, there are some serious (laughs) crimes against humanity and atrocities happening right in front of our eyes. Uh, you're correct. Uh, a few less than we thought, but we still have a lot of these really serious crimes going on. That's it's just. Oh, uh, you know what? You're right. None of them tried to quote unquote steal the election. So let's not worry about these crimes. <laughs> let's not worry about these crimes. Let's worry about the nine cases against Donald Trump. Yeah, let's, de- let's dedicate all these resources to getting Donald Trump for a lady he may or may not have raped in 1983. Yeah, that's the most important uh, item on the news hour, no doubt, right? Yeah, yeah. no, we got to forget the border. Ah, oh, yeah, Ted Cruz is great. I think because he's been shining bright. I know she really. still owns the white suit. Fantastic. <laughs> I fucking love that. Where is AOC and the white pantsuit? That's what we're all asking. She she owes it to these migrants, right? No, I don't know. The photo op just doesn't hit the same this time around, right? Yeah. That's well, it makes problem. Biden look bad. I love uh, if you listen to Ted Cruz, whenever he does like national news or something he knows is going to be, you know, like really public, he'll say uh, he calls him Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. But on the podcast, he always refers to him as his full name, Joseph Robinette Biden. <laughs> really? 
Robinette. Yeah. Did I hear that correctly? It's such a gay name, dude. I lo- That's a I weird fucking- one. Robinette. The leader of the greatest army the world has ever seen. His name is Robinette. Robinette. I mean, Robin, maybe. I could see Robin, <laughs> right? I mean, old school times, Robin was the name of the sidekick yeah, to Ro- Batman. Robin you know? is short for Robinette. Oh, in general? Like, there's no other, there's no masculine form of Robin? Uh, no, I think Robinette is the masculine is the name, right? So is he French? I can only see the French using Annette in some form that is masculine. I mean, like Lafayette, right? Oh, yeah, no matter what, it sounds gay, so it's got to be French, right? It has to be French. No, there's nothing masculine about Robinette. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Come on now. <laughs> Do you know what Camel's middle name is? Dude, I swear to God, I thought it said devil. It's literally just missing the L. No way. De- I swear, Devin? Devi. Ooh. Oh, 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 yeah. Wow. Man, Brock Hussein. I mean, that sounds kind of cool. Brock Hussein. Donald I'm not John. digging our recent leaders. I don't like these names. Donald, not good names. Uh, Donald John's all right. Donald John? I yeah. like Brock Hussein. Man. That sounds kind of... It's Brock badass. Obama, I think know? that's I mean, a... Like, well, you know, if that was like the uh, the bad guy name in Die Hard Four, I think that's a pretty good uh, good name. <laughs> Doctor Hussein. <laughs> that's right, Doctor Hussein Obama. <laughs> you know, and Bruce Willis has to take him down. Yeah, I could dig that. But leader of the free Rob- world, Robinette, oh, and he's a junior, so he's Joseph. That's what it is. Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. That's all you need to know when it comes to Ashley Biden's diary, folks. <laughs> it's accosted by a robinette. See, it's never deep, trust a robin. Deep seated uh, problems there with Joe, uh, sleepy Joe Biden, man. Robinette. Wow, I didn't know that was his thing. Uh, the Bidens are fucking weird. We didn't really clip it at all, and it was uh, like a real hot item in the news. Did you see at all the press conference that Comer and all the other uh, Republicans did where they exposed the various. LLCs and business Dude. dealings of the Biden family. They literally just lay out this whole like thing on how yeah, like the entire Biden family was taking millions of dollars from the Chinese government. That's right, man. And if you bring it up, bring it up to anybody in our family. Yeah, but D- Donald Trump was found guilty of raping that woman in 1983. No. You're like, dude. <laughs> No, yeah, what, come on. What's crazy about that is, and I stressed this uh, when we covered the the uh, you know verdict, if you will, nary a headline saying not guilty of rape, which was what was proven. He was not guilty of the rape. He was found liable in Did, the uh, 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 what is it, assault or some sort of. Dude, was did it you assault? hear the whole backstory behind this thing? No, I know nothing. I, I don't have time Frank. in my life. Here's the problem. I've got so much shit going on, and the world is collapsing around us. Who has time to fucking care about this woman getting her snatch rubbed in a oh. fucking dressing room in 1994? No, no. I don't care about the woman. I don't care about Donald Trump. What I care about is the, is the, the deconstruction of our judicial system. Right. Yeah, man. The, the using our ju- judicial system as a political tool against your enemies, this, Frank. This is New Nazi York, shit, my man. Okay, you wonder 
I mean, I was really wondering, how can this woman go after this guy for something that happened 30 years ago? Isn't there, like, a statute of limitations? There is. They changed the law. There was. Dude, this lady... So these people, like, they already knew she would sue if they changed the law, right? Yes, absolutely. She claimed he raped her 27 years ago. So what do they do? The politicians in New York, they did a they put in this law where they put a one year amnesty thing. So for one year, you can sue anybody who sexually assaulted you or anything in the past thirty years. <laughs> so they changed. They it because literally changed the law they used to make it legal for this woman to sue Donald Trump. They used COVID as the excuse. Frank, this is this is just. Yeah, man. It's the, it's the end of the American justice system, which was the best in the world. Not perfect. Not perfect. But the best the world has ever seen. Because what we're staring down here is banana republic shit. This is the, uh, whoever the ruling political party is now, they are just going after the other side. Uh, yes. Without, you know, it's just reckless abandon at this point, if you really look so at it. So if you're living in New York, you're a white guy, you can't touch a black guy, even if he's attacking people, or you're going to get arrested. You're going to prison. You can't be Donald Trump, right? And if, and if the political leaders of, the, of New York decide they want to get you, they will change the laws just to allow other people to go after you. It's in, it, it is, that's not America, man. You're, you're, no, that's a banana republic. New right, York yeah. has become a banana republic. Isn't it kind of strange when you look at the country, you know, take a step back and take the bird's eye view, you know, California, Illinois, New York, their own kind of separate places. We were discussing a while back, like the impending collapse of the economic system. We could default on the debt at the end of the month here. Uh, there could be a depression but we were kind of debating, like, well, would it be national, really, this depression? Or uh, would you end up happening, having, like, depressions in places like California, New York, Illinois, Colorado, but then places like Florida are thriving? Oh, I Texas. think that's what you're... Dude, I, I can't believe when I watch national news and they're like, we're not in a recession. What do you mean? Have you seen Chicago? We are <laughs> recessed! And yes. then you're like, oh, but I just got back from Florida. They're thriving. So yes. I guess when you average everything out, the country's fine. Yes, on the average, I believe that there are places. Emma just got back from a trip in Vermont. She still has not stopped talking about Vermont. <laughs> there are just, there's no traffic. It's beautiful. There are, um, you know, communities that are we thriving. we tax the wealthy and we give it to the poor <laughs> in Vermont. <laughs> so she told me that even though it is the home of Bernie Sanders and they do have places that are quite liberal, uh, they have a Republican governor and it's a very balanced libertarian type of state. And a lot of the communities are very in the middle, center, more Republican leaning, more get the government out of my business kind of folk. Yeah. I think that area is just more independent. Not more. Yeah, you're talking Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. New these Hampshire, people, they, they they just want people. They will vote for whoever will leave them alone. Leave them alone. Yes, and what people don't yeah. understand, especially on the left right now, is everyone in the center and on the right. We're fed up with the government up in our shit. Ever since COVID, it's just the government imposing and mandating 
everything yeah. on our lives and all we want and all we're asking for is for the government to get the fuck out of our lives, man. That's all we want. Yeah, it's leave so me simple. alone. Leave my kids alone. And leave my skies alone, Jared Polis. You asshole, I know you're signing up those planes to fucking pollute our sky. We are on 14 straight days of overcast in Denver, Colorado. Uh, I don't know if you saw that video of the mom that went viral where she was like yelling at the politicians about like what they're doing in schools, like the board. And she's like, uh, she's like, she's like, what makes you think you know what's better for my kids than I do? And the one guy, he does this like... There's this whole like snobby thing or like, well, we were certified, we educated, we went to go do this. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? He's like, I got a degree from wherever. And the lady goes, you don't even know my kids' names. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And I was like, man, that is so fucking, yes! You don't even know my kids' names. So you're going to tell me what's better for them? Go fuck yourself. Absolutely. Because when they when they grow up all screwed up and they can't get their lives on track, your your career is over. You're retired. You made your millions off of this bullshit, right? Now I got to deal with the kid that doesn't know how to be an active member of society. Right on the money. You've signed away on, on these bills and these laws without realizing the repercussions of what you are voting on or passing. And in the reality... It is the parents who must suffer the consequences of these bills being passed. You are, you yeah. are, you are destroying the communities around <laughs> you for the sake of making a buck. Oh, you went to Harvard. You studied this. You studied. You don't even know my kid's name. I love that. That is that beautiful. is a great. <laughs> How could you possibly know it's better for them than I do? Absolutely. Yeah. It's impossible to tell, just like it's impossible to tell how time moves so fast. No! It's true, folks. Believe it or not, this is the fastest hour in the universe, but we shall return. We have another hour to go. Uh, it is Mother's Day. Happy day to all you ladies out there and birthing persons. <laughs> <laughs>